First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, Bengals-Titans. Is the Bengals season over? Uh, you know, I think that what happened in this game today is they put so much energy into Monday night's game against L.A. because they, when Burrow said this after the game, they rightfully recognized what 0-3 meant to fall three to fall three games under 500 this early in the season. I think they went after that game so hard, they had almost nothing left in the tank. And, and I, I, I warned you, and we talked about this on Thursday, I didn't think Tennessee was a good matchup in that situation. Tennessee coming off a bad loss back at home. They were going to beat the shit out of the Bengals today and make them earn it. They've got the fewest offensive touchdowns in the league. I'm, I just... At what point, like, this is the old, this is the question that's been asked since football started. When you've got a quarterback or you've got a star player, at what point is he a detriment to the team while he tries to play at less than 100%? And I think we're watching that right now with Burrow, Danny. And and T. Higgins fractures his ribs today. Yeah, but, good point. But Even worse. The, the only thing I'll say, the, the reason I'll answer no, but it's on life support. They get Arizona and then Seattle at home and then the bye. They easily could sit three and three and get healthy during the bye and go on a little bit of a run. You like both those teams, though. You like Arizona and Seattle. I, I, I Listen, I'm not – they lose one of them, they're in huge trouble. I'm not saying they're going to be three and three. But if, if you had to pick a scenario – for them to win two games, two NFC opponents, Arizona, and then a team with a horrible pass defense at home heading into a bye. A team, you know what I mean? You don't you don't feel like Burrow's gonna get beat up in those two games. You know, it, it feels like a decent spot to you know, eat your way to three and three and then reset at the bye. I, I don't think the season's over. They're just, they're in big, big, big we, we saw We saw the Jags come back from two and six to make the playoffs last year. I bet you if you told the Bengals players, listen, you're going to lose the next two games with Burrow out of the lineup. You're going to be one and five. But the three weeks off is going to get him as close to 100% as he'll be all year. I think they'd take that. And then just at one and five, I know it's a humongous hole, but now you've got Burrow coming back and he's got, that's why I told you before this game, I thought they should have benched him. I, I just think they should bench him through the bye week. And if that doesn't fix it, well, then this is just a lost year for them. But having him go, he didn't have any injury designation this week. I've seen that. Like people are saying, don't use the injury excuse card for Burrow. I'm sorry. I've seen the guy play enough games where I know when he's not right. Something's badly off about this guy. And I think the way to fix it is not to ask him to gut it out every week. It's to give him a chance to recoup, recuperate, and then go from there. So, but now, look, right now, if they're going to keep doing it this way, I do think their season is over. All right. Let's go to, uh, the Niners and Cards. San Francisco has scored 30-plus games in seven straight. First team in more than a decade to do that. Should they be the Super Bowl favorites over the Chiefs? Yes. I don't know how they're not the best team in the NFL, even though they have Brock Purdy, dude. 
And like, I know that Brock Purdy throws passes sometimes that are not intercepted. He's got a horseshoe up his ass, but 30 plus points in seven straight games. They're well coached. They have dominant offensive line, dominant defensive line, dominant skill position players. And a quarterback who, to your point, knows the system, doesn't take sacks and gets the ball out quick. So, like, yeah, he might at some point have some interception regression. That's certainly possible. Um, And it's probable, actually. But he doesn't take negative plays. Like, you know what I mean? And like, like he doesn't. They are. I think they would kick the shit out of the Eagles if they played next week. Like, I, I don't think I don't think it would be competitive right now. I think that they are far and away the best team in the NFC. And obviously, in an AFC situation, you'd run into a juggernaut offense who maybe a Chiefs team, a Bills team, a Dolphins team, whomever, would get into a shootout with them. But before today, uh, the Chiefs were favored, the, the Super Bowl favorites over them. They were plus 550, and the Niners were plus 600. And I just, I don't think you can make that argument right now. I think they are clearly the best team in football. If I were a Niners fan, I would have this kind of negative outlook on things. I would want the Super Bowl to be right now. I would want the playoffs to start next week. I just feel like it's very difficult for teams to play at, at to this level for five months. We saw New England, even their undefeated season, by the time they got to December, they were barely winning games against a horrible Ravens team and a Giants team in week 17, like, they were much better in September and October than they were in December and January. We saw the Bills last year peaked way too soon. And part of it was Allen's UCL injury, I know. But, like, I I, I, I think you're right. Like, they are the best team in the NFL right now. But I would not pick them to win the Super Bowl this well, second. Well, see, I'm going the other way with you on this, man. I, if I was doing our buddy Nick Wright's show tomorrow, and I'm not saying that he, well, you know, these guys, they, they want their takes to stand out, right? It's a good, good way to do the business. And oh, is that how it works? You want to say saying. unique things that make you okay. visible? Yes. <laughs> that is pretty much how it works. It is pretty much. Okay. Right. But you also want to really believe it. It feels to me like they genuinely felt like they were the better team than Philly last year. And if they had a quarterback, they would have won that game. Yeah, of course. I'm on 17-0 and watch for them. Dude, they're kicking the shit out of everybody. Yeah, but I understand. Because you're talking about peaking too early. I think this is the type of team that is saying, no, no, no. It's like that scene in Remember the Titans – Run it up, Herman. Leave no doubt. Like, I, I think for a while, they have actually been the best roster in the NFL. But Mahomes exists, and he's the best player in the world, and Reed's the best coach in the world. You know what I mean? But, like, they've had Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy and injuries at the quarterback position. 
but they've been the best 53-man roster. And it feels like this year they're trying to make a statement. It's like, don't forget about us. That's what I think Usually they have early season adversity. They haven't yet. The McCaffrey uh, explosion, he, he would be my pick to an offensive player of the year if I had to give out the award right now through the first quarter of the season, I would give it to him. Uh, his injury history, though, and the position he plays would also frighten me. Could they win with Elijah Mitchell? Of course. We've seen them do it with Jeff Wilson's and guys like that at running back. But he's just... He's elevated their offensive play so much since he got there. And given what his injury past looked like in Carolina, I would be very wary of that. Like, right, I, let me, I let me just go. Let me just run through the schedule real quick for you. Yep. Next Sunday night, home against Dallas. Obviously a marquee game, but it's at home. In Cleveland, in Minnesota, home against Cincinnati. Then a bye in Jacksonville, home against Tampa, in Seattle, in Philly, but in Philly off of a Thursday night game. So 10 days of rest before they go to Philly. Home against Seattle, in Arizona, home against Baltimore, in Washington, home against the Rams. I'm going to make a prediction. I think they lose at least five games. You are out of your mind. I'm going to say that. You read off those games. I think they could go two and two in their next four. And I know they've looked like the best team in football. All right. You want to make make a three? You want to set the number at three and a half? Wins or losses the rest of the way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go over that. No problem. All right. hundred bucks? Sure. All right. All right. I like that. That's a fun bet. Spencer, you got to remember these bets, please. Dallas in, in New England, your question here after the Cowboys opened a can of whoop-ass on the Patriots, is Mac Jones their starter next year? No, I said, uh, is he a starter? Oh, like in is the he, NFL? Is he a starter in the NFL next year? No, no, that's an easy one. That's the easiest question we've asked so far in today's show. He's done. I um, think so, too. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think he is not a starter in the NFL next So I talked, I was thinking about this last week. We talked about, um, and I know this is a, this is a, this is going to be a a question we ask off another game. I told you that I thought Kirk Cousins would fit in Atlanta. I think Kirk Cousins could end up in New England. Now it would be a lot of money for Belichick to give a quarterback who's not considered like a top five or top eight guy. But what are his alternatives? I mean, what are the options there? Is he going to want to start? He's chasing Don Shula. He's getting older. He's trying to to prove that he can win without Tom Brady. Does Does he have the patience to go with a young guy? And it's not going to be a Caleb Williams or Drake May. It's probably not even going to be Shador Sanders or somebody like that. Riley Leonard. You know, we're talking about maybe the fourth or fifth quarterback again in this draft, unless they move up and give up picks for something like that, which he usually wants more extra picks and not giving up his picks. So I thought when Bella, when Bill O'Brien was hired there, it was put up or shut up time for Mac Jones. And I thought that he showed signs of progress in the first two games. I would say he's badly regressed. 
The Cowboys defense, we know how good it is in Dan Quinn. They force turnovers. If you watch that game today, a lot of it was just Mac Jones playing like absolute dog crap. He was making insane decisions. Yep. And I know his offensive line stinks. The wrong hash mark. His offensive line stinks and he can't move. But he was just making horrible decisions all game. Well, he, just, he doesn't have the arm strength to throw the ball back across the field. No. Like, what does he do? He gets away with one, and then he does three more, and he throws two picks, and there should have been three. Like, it was, it was, he was reckless. And I know they're down big, and so there's a little bit of desperation. New England is in. I mean, I know you said it's not going to be Caleb Williams or Drake May. Judon having a serious injury is real bad for them, though. Like, we don't know how serious it is, but it sounds serious enough. So, he, I mean, he's an he's a top 10 defensive player in football. So, I think they are in big trouble. And I definitely – I think Mac Jones is – but I, my guess is he is a backup for, like, 10 years. Like I, don't, I don't think he's out of the league. But I definitely think he's out as a starter.